Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Steph Hermanson. Steph, you are the Chief Revenue Officer with Atomic Revenue. You're found on the web at AtomicRevenue.com. Steph, people love talking about money. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Of course they do. I'm so happy to be here. It is not a hard sell when you say my job is to make you more profitable. Yeah, well, no kidding. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah. You know, you know, I've, you know, it's said. You know, there aren't too many problems in business. They can't be solved with more revenue, more sales, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, from from a high level, um, you know, we've had folks that kind of come at it from. Um, you know, a virtual CFO role. Um, it sounds like, again, you're a little bit more of a, you know, kind of a virtual CRO role, um, which involves and encompasses a lot of the sales and marketing that are associated with that. Um, but please do tell me from a high level what, what Atomic Revenue does. Yeah, sure. So we work primarily in the B2B space. We love engineering and manufacturing. Everybody's really process oriented. And what we do is we treat your revenue operations just like you would treat your process of engineering or manufacturing. Let's do a diagnostic, and we call it a revenue diagnostic, on how you generate revenue and really map it out every peat, parse, part, and widget and look at it in probably maybe the first time they've ever done that <laughs> and actually like written it all down and yeah. then identify what the threats are. So like doing a SWOT analysis on your revenue process. So then we either put in people, right, to fill in gaps if it's a people need because labor, right, is a constant issue. Or is it a technology gap? Is it a you've been always doing it this way and there's maybe a generational gap of, you know, there are new ways to do things and easing them through maybe turnaround or digital mm -hmm. transformation. It's about diagnosing what's actually wrong versus going, well, let's just get some more leads in here and that'll fix everything. That's right. usually not the answer because you could break the company um, in that scenario or result in high turnover. You have to look at all of it together and that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, truly. All right, so um, who do you typically work with? And you you said you love manufacturing. Sounds like yeah. you love the B2B world. Like, it sounds yes. like the more boring, the better, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Like the ones that are like, this is not a sexy product. I'm like, great, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we love technology, love technology, professional services, right? There's a lot of that in the B2B space. Mm -hmm. We do some in, you know, some SaaS models as well and B2B healthcare solutions. But the ones that are like, I can't Google the answer to my problem. Mm. And I need someone to look at this. I know it's custom. We're unique. Everyone's a unicorn. Well, sometimes you actually are, right? There isn't the set standard model for how to fix this, right? And how to power through, you know, the challenges you're going through or because of your unique set. So everything we do is very custom because mm. it's not a one size fits all solution. We are dealing with people, right? Um, there's a fabulous author, Jeanette Wade, who wrote about the human team. And she said, oh, you, you, you've got your business and then humans showed up. Like, yeah. what, what do you do? People showed up to work and it didn't work the way you thought. So you have to really consider all the people uniques, all the business uniques, the audience uniques. And then how does that mm. play in together? The people, the process and the data along the way. 
Yeah. Um, Steph, tell me about the uh, the company Atomic Revenue itself. Um, so looks like you have a decent sized organization. Um, you've been with uh, Atomic Revenue since, gosh, looks like that since 2015. You've kind of risen through the ranks. Uh, tell, tell me more about that. Yeah, um, I got connected to Atomic Revenue, I guess that was 2015 Mm -hmm. when I got connected to them and I was single mom in it, um, uh, like separated, pregnant, like, and had my own company. And then I got connected through a referral of someone else I met at a networking event who was like, I do work for this company as a subcontractor. I think, you know, there's work here for you. So I started subcontracting with Atomic Revenue. And then it was, wow, Atomic Revenue is my only client. (laughs) This is not a good business (laughs) model for me. Um, So I started doing more and more with them, became more forward facing, became an employee. And then I actually was granted uh, equity into the company about two and a half years in and then increased my equity over the last couple of years. Cause I was like, I love what they're doing here. I want to be more a part of it. So yeah. contractor to owner uh, wow. <laughs> in five years. <laughs> congrats. Congrats. Um, Steph, um, in B2B sales, what do you see working pretty well today? Yeah. In B2B sales, I mean, with our own clients, a lot of them are relied on trade shows, which can yeah. really do much right now. Right. And a lot of them relied on in-person relationships, a site visit and those things. So we right now, a lot of them is just about getting into a digital selling format of turn your camera on. Right. (laughs) And how do I be on camera to talk like I would in person? And it seems so basic, but that's not something that a lot of these companies have ever done before. Been around for 30, 50, even a hundred years. And I've never had to do that before. It wasn't necessary because this has always worked. So right now, like we've always talked about digital transformation and virtual selling, digital selling over the last few years, pandemic made it a requirement. So how can you use, you know, mixed reality to, you know, see the parts on the shop floor and sell manufacturing equipment and have that in-person experience as much as possible to recreate what you know and what you feel comfortable in. So, yeah. Yeah. um, And so in terms of like the mechanics or the tactics, though, like for, um, you know, the the lead gen to the nurturing, um, you know, how how does how does that work? Are you a big fan of LinkedIn for that? Or um, are there are there better platforms? Are there better tools for outreach? Are you a fan of email? What what do you like? Yeah, I mean, we we're really stuck in a holistic approach that it's not all your eggs in one basket. LinkedIn works really well. We love LinkedIn for B2B. It is the one with the least amount of noise and you can Mm -hmm. be when you can really build relationships that way and replace the in-person networking with digital networking. Um, We really love email campaigns, right? Getting your subscribers and segmenting it, how you talk to your clients, how you talk to your partners, your subscribers, your prospects, they can all get the same piece of content, but how you repurpose it and introduce it differently and tell them how to see it and tell them how to view it, right? We can publish a case study and I'm going to send it to subscribers and see, you know, this could be just like you, right? This is something we've done with people just like you, but I'll send Mm -hmm. it to partners, right? And say, here's how you can position with this of bringing us into a joint venture opportunity. These are the kind of results that we get with our clients. It's the same piece. Just tell them how to see it. And we do the same thing with our clients, reposition your content, repurpose your content through LinkedIn, email campaigns, and sales outreach. We're big on CRM systems. Activities matter. (laughs) And and tracking matters. (laughs) 
Oh man. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell me, tell, talk more about that. Yeah. CRM systems, we're a HubSpot partner, but we also do work with Active Campaign and Benchmark One and less annoying CRM. It you don't have to tie to one piece of platform, right? One particular, like this is we're a HubSpot house. All all of those help accomplish a goal of mm-hmm. getting you organized, creating accountability, getting you on track, and giving you some rhyme and reason to your day versus I have a post-it note here and I have a written journal and I also have my tasks in Asana and I use a little bit of you know email chains and my Slack thread. Keeping all that information together to keep yourself organized and allow you to focus has created in massive amounts, increases in productivity for the clients that we see because some of them are running like that, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with written communications. Absolutely. We work with a couple of different print shops and right, written communications are valuable, but you still have to store how, who you're talking to right. <laughs> in a CRM system so that you can stop and write a handwritten note or you know a direct mail campaign. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk more about that um, in terms of, you know, I, I like to refer to it in terms of sales stages and sales cadences. Um, you know, cadence are the things that you're doing on a regular basis to stay top of mind with that potential customer. Um yeah. And I think, you know, in the old days, you know, there was a lot of like, hey, you guys ready to buy yet? Hey, you ready to buy yet? You ready to buy yet? Like no one wants to be a pest, right? But how can we, if you're if you're focused on increasing your B2B sales, like what's a more effective way if someone otherwise gives you a buying signal, right? They're like, yeah, I, you know, this might be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely open to this. Um, what should we be planning on doing, right? Because it does take... And well, I'll let, I'll, I'll let, I'm not going to give you my numbers, but it's going to take some touches. Yes. Whatever it is, right. Seven to 10 touches, 20 to 30, touch, whatever it is, there is, that's why we subscribe to this holistic approach of you can't just do a LinkedIn campaign and be done. No. Right. You have to outreach on LinkedIn. We, when we make multi-channel campaigns, right, there's buckets for all of it. And here's the process. We're going to outreach and send connections on LinkedIn. We're going to, you know, request emails or purchase emails, however you're going to acquire those or use what you already have Mm -hmm. and send emails, you know, drip campaigns with that. We're going to create a HubSpot sequence, let's say, and that's going to trigger you to call them and follow up. We're going to send a different response if they open it versus if they didn't, or if they opened it and didn't take a response, right? There's so many different layers of this. You can automate pieces. And certain items, you still have to do it with a human body because right. people, people buy from humans, right? <laughs> Especially in B2B. We don't do a lot of e-commerce or transactional sales. And some of our clients have sales cycles that are three to five years yeah. long. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of touches. <laughs> like We're going to be here a minute. Um, so the consistency and having that plan set out of email campaigns, calls, in-person visits when those things you know are allowed, um, and just the coffee chat or schedule a meeting or the text message outreach. I've closed a deal off of outreaching someone on Snapchat. Like mm. posted a like they posted a you know a thing about being at the park with their kids. And I was like, oh my God, we're on the swings in the backyard. Yeah. Just that personal note, it just happened. Yes. Like you have to allow for those real life interactions mm-hmm. as well. 
So that's what went to, oh, we should talk. I owe you a call back. Yes, you do. <laughs> Let's yeah, talk. you know, I, I like thinking of it in terms of just we're, we're we're constantly investing in the relationship, not the sale, right? And I, I think that, you know, when when given the choice of leaning into the sale versus leaning into the relationship, I almost always lean into the relationship. Now, that said, we still need to lead in the sale because the other person's never probably never purchased your thing before. So you need to let them know what that's, you know, what, what those next steps are. And, you know, obviously we have to paint a vision of working together. Um, And and I would imagine, you know, again, you know, as you're working with folks, it's it's going to be pretty customized. I mean, everyone's going to be very, very unique, starting with, you know, who are, where do we want to get them to? How are we going to get them? How are we going to get them across the finish line? How are we going to make the sale? How are we going to increase revenue? Um, do you get much into, I mean, um, so do you take, when it comes to, when we're talking about revenue, right? So your job is just to get those, get more customers across the finish line. Um, and and that being the main driver of revenue, is there anything beyond that? Like in terms of you don't get into fulfillment operations, uh, financials, that Absolutely. sort of thing. Yeah. When we look at revenue operations, I'm looking at generating leads, mm-hmm. closing sales, and creating customer advocates. Because sometimes I'll come into a company, right? And we've worked with, you know, there was an engineering firm that was like, we just had a beautiful new website built. I need inbound leads, right? They told me you're the person to talk to about that. I'm like, okay, let's take a look and see the whole mm-hmm. pipeline of how you're generating leads. Where does it come from now? And we got into it and I said, you've never generated a lead off of digital or virtual anything ever before. Um, All of your leads, like 90% of them all come from customer referral. Mm. Tell me about that process. How does that work? Right. Do you have like a customer, you know, partner program or like, no, they just love us. I'm like, okay, well, one, your reputation is amazing. So like, I don't definitely want to work with someone who's got a great reputation. Right. But you're living by their good graces. There's no customer marketing and customer follow-up to, you know, encourage the sale or invite them to events and host customer webinars and talk about their experiences and generate leads through your customers in a more process-driven manner. They're already willing to do it without you even asking, right? So I would love to focus on this and then reinvest some of that additional revenue that you're going to get from that, from something we know works into things that we don't know if this is going to work for you, or it's going to be a long time. And just because you have a hundred thousand dollars to spend, doesn't mean that might be enough for what you do. Right. I'd rather invest in something I know works, generate even more profitable revenue, and then reinvest back into the let's try something new scenario. So that was, you know, that's how we look at it is sometimes just dumping more leads in and doing cold call campaigns and inbound marketing is not the answer. So without looking at the whole pipeline of what is actually happening to your revenue, where does it come from? Where does it go? How does it come back around again? You're just guessing, right? That's just going to Google and going, how do I get more leads? (laughs) That's not not what you need for your business. And I wouldn't recommend that for other customers, right? Some of them I would, but that was immediate, but that was where you needed to start. They actually decided Mm -hmm. not to go with us. They're like, no, we want inbound marketing. I was like, okay, then I'm going to step away because I don't want to take you down a path I know is not going to work right now. 
Um, because you have no process for what happens when they get in and continuing to grow, you know, really exponentially. They want, you know, they're looking for the hockey stick growth. They want to be acquired. And finally they went out and hired a marketing agency. They were with them for a year and a half and spent an insane amount of money and never generated a lead. They came back to me later and said, we, can we talk about that customer marketing program thing again? (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, we can. I'm sorry that you wasted this portion of your revenue on something, you know, that didn't work out. Right. I was hoping you'd prove me wrong, but sometimes that's the way it falls. For sure. All right. So your website stuff uh, is atomicrevenue.com. And so when someone goes to the website, what would you recommend that they click on? Uh, They have some, do you have resources that people can start tapping into or like, how do they take that next step in the relationship? Absolutely. I mean, you can go to atomicrevenue.com and you can see a little bit more about revenue operations and the methodology of how Mm. we work, or you can skip all of that, right? And just go to, can I just talk to somebody and tell you about me? Because I'd much rather just hear about what you've got going on and then see if I can help you. We also have a pretty massive partner network. So going into that conversation, I just want to know who do I need to connect you to so that I can help you with where you are. Um, Mm. Um, fill out the contact form, you know, everybody's got a contact us page. We do have a massive resource center with case studies and, you know, guest posts from all kinds of things. We published one this week about a fire protection engineering firm, all right, and how we were able to increase their net operating income, right, in a down market, which very important at the moment, (laughs) right, because of pandemic. But there's a lot of information there. But Honestly, if you're not a reader, which a lot of ours in our B2B space are like, let me just tell you what I need. And then you tell me where to find the answer. So I'm happy. Love it. All right, Steph Hermanson, and you are the Chief Revenue Officer for Atomic Revenue on the web at atomicrevenue.com. I'm on here right now. I see where you can get a free revenue assessment, certainly uh, get started and grab some time and and see how you guys could work together. So Steph, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate this. Again, atomicrevenue.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. 
Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.